0: Welcome to Blind Date with Knowledge. This is a weekly half-hour talk show featuring Queen's University researchers and scholars. The show is a platform for Queen's researchers to discuss the significance to and benefits of their research on everyday lives. I'm Barry Kaplan, the show's host. Blind Date with Knowledge is broadcast on CFRC Radio, 101.9 FM, Campus and Community, Queen's Radio in Kingston, in this episode, my guest is Dr. Katerina jenna Dr. Jenikomshu is an assistant professor in the Department of Civil Engineering. She is a member of the American Concrete Institute, the American Society of Civil Engineers, la Fédération Internationale de Béton, and the International Association for Bridge and Structural Engineering. Her research on the maintenance of built infrastructure and the development of new sustainable materials and processes has global and local implications in potentially improving the lifespan of structures, particularly during environmental disasters. Hi, Katerina. Uh, welcome to our show. I'm sure our listeners are uh uh, eager to hear your uh, your comments about the uh, what's going on in the uh, built uh, infrastructure, and also what's happening uh, recently with some of the uh, the climate impact of uh, things that are going on. But before we get into the uh, the discussion of uh, the tornado in Ottawa, can you please tell us a little bit about what your research is? Explain some of the technical aspects.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you very much uh, for hosting me here today. Uh, So um, I'm an assistant professor in civil engineering department at Queen's University. Uh, I came here in Kingston in January 2017. Uh, I belong uh, to the structures group. And my research examines actually both uh, the design and analysis of reinforced concrete structures. I'm interested in buildings, uh, and I investigate the structural behaviour of the connections. So, in all buildings, uh, the design of the connections is the most critical part. So, we have to pay a civil engineer's uh, attention. Uh, In my research, um, I consider buildings without uh, beams. That means that uh, the columns uh, support the slabs. This type of floor system is uh, famous and widely used in uh, many multi-story buildings and parking garages. But uh, the problem that this uh, floor system has is that it may be susceptible to punching shear failure and uh, the outcome may be a progressive collapse of the building. So it's very dangerous. Before you go on, can you explain to our
0: listeners what the this the, the sheer punch and shear yeah. uh, stress is? So
1: this failure is developed maybe when we have um, earthquakes, um, high winds, uh, uh, and impact loading in the structure, uh, and uh, high stresses are developed uh, in the connection area. And uh, we call it punch because it happens sudden. It's really brittle. And uh, that's why we may have a local failure in the connection, but that may lead also to the collapse of the building. So I try to investigate the behavior of this complex shear failure that happens um, so as to prevent our floor systems from having this value
0: okay now you've mentioned connection they, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm not sure I understand what connection means and I, I know I've interrupted you and I want you to come <laughs> back to to <laughs> your fine. discussion but but I want to be clear in my own mind about what some of these words mean so
1: the connection is where the column and the slab meets so this area uh, it's called slab column connection if we have beams in the building and uh, in uh, Regions where we have earthquakes, we mostly build with beams our uh, f- uh, buildings. We call it beam-column connection, uh, and this is the most critical part because the connection should be robust, should be uh, safe. If we have an event such an earthquake or Similar.
0: And the connection is concrete to concrete?
1: Exactly. Okay. For the reinforced concrete buildings, yes. That
0: was the part I wasn't sure about. So so yeah. please continue. Uh,
1: so um so what I do actually. Uh, I use the I use in my research advanced uh, numerical tools, uh, finite element analysis software, uh, to analyze different types of these connections, slab column connections. Uh, in order to see their behavior under complex loading conditions. Uh, so, I see with these numerical tools, so the advantage that they provide to us is that we can see the cracking inside the connection, inside the slab, how this cracking propagates before failure happens. Uh, so, uh, this uh, way is much cheaper uh, compared to performing an experimental ra- large scale test in the lab. And actually, another advantage is that we can see what happens inside this lab, as I said earlier, uh, where the test measurements are not known. So actually, in the lab, sometimes we cannot see how this cracking propagates. But with these advanced numerical tools, we actually can see in every step of the analysis what happens and how cracking propagates. So this is very important. Uh, so going back to your question uh, about my outcomes of my research, um, so my ad- outcomes of my research can have a significant impact into the development of future design provisions for this type of reinforced concrete slabs that I uh, examined.
0: Now, the the work that you're doing, is, is this all lab-based, or do you sometimes go out into the field and take measurements of existing structures to see uh, whether or not they're still robust and safe?
1: So, yeah, this is a very good question. So, no, actually, my research till now was limited into, not lab, actually, but into my office. Uh, so I used to have a, a really good high-performance computer, where I perform all this analysis. Uh, But now actually I'm gonna combine this uh, computational research with experimental in our lab here at Queen's University. But I will try also to go outside and see um, what happens in real constructions. Because many times we have existing buildings that uh, were built with older design provisions. So these buildings um, may have to be retrofit. uh, And um, this is the region that actually would like to go outside.
0: And the data that you're analyzing Mm -hmm. with this sophisticated Mm -hmm. mathematical uh, process, had. how is it generated? Do you, mm-hmm. do you send uh, uh, pulses like a, a thump through a column of concrete? Do you do x-rays? How do you, what are you measuring and how do you get it?
1: Yeah, so um, when we do such analysis, uh, because the finite element analysis software are used for analysis, we don't use such advanced uh, numerical tools for the design, okay? So what we actually need before going to the analysis is to have some data. These data are coming from the lab. So we select experimental data from different type of connections previously tested, and we go into the software. We design uh, the slab column system. Uh, We give the material properties that we have from the lab. We know from the lab the failure load of this connection. We apply the load to see at which level we will have failure, and then we compare the numerical results with the experimental ones.
0: Okay, good, so I'm I'm getting a better understanding of what it is is, that you're doing. This is
1: very important because we need the experimental data in order to calibrate these numerical tools, and the advantage come after. So the advantage is that when we calibrate such a model, then we're able to perform more analysis, parametric studies, as we say. So, for example, we change the dimensions of the slabs, of the column, the material properties. Okay, So then we get more data, actually, compared to the data that we have in the lab. Okay, I think I'm following you. Yeah. Now, I,
0: I want to bring yes. it out of the uh, realm of uh, abstract mathematics into th- the realm of what we've heard about recently in, in, uh, in our experience here in eastern Ontario, which has been about high winds and mm-hmm. uh, dramatic uh, uh, incidents of, uh, of uh, storms. Recently, there was this uh, epic uh, hurricane in Ottawa, and there was obviously some serious destruction, I think, uh, at this point. I mean, we're still about three three or four weeks after the event. There's still cleanup happening and dislocation of people. Can you talk a little bit about your work as it applies to this particular incident and perhaps disaster and uh, mm-hmm. infrastructure uh, in general?
1: Yes, uh, so um, so as civil engineers, nowadays, we have to build infrastructure that uh, should be resilient. What means that? We have to build infrastructure, that means buildings, bridges, uh, that will have the ability to recover from uh, a disruptive event, such as a natural hazard, maybe we have man-made hazards. Um, so... Um, what happened, actually, we didn't actually had hurricane, but we had tornadoes mm-hmm. in Ottawa. So uh, the September 21st, uh, 2018, tornado- tornadoes in Ottawa damaged many buildings, just to clarify that all damaged buildings were residential uh, and, of course, were made by wood because this is uh, what we have here in North America. So I decided after this uh, event... Uh, to visit the affected areas. Actually, uh, some people say about five or six tornadoes that happened. Uh, The most significant were three. Uh, So I decided to visit the affected areas in order to investigate um, what happened. Um, The tornadoes affected uh, three areas, mainly. Uh, Dan Robin, Gatineau, uh, and Arlington Woods. So in the two first areas, the tornadoes shot, these high winds damaged the houses. Uh, but in Arlington Woods, the mature oak trees actually, due to the high winds, uh, created the damage uh, of uh, the houses' roofs. Uh, so what I did, I went there as a volunteer first to, f- to help to clean uh, these areas uh, it was really bad. My experience there. I saw people were, that were crying. They lost everything.
0: Right. Let Let me jump to. I know we've we've only got a certain amount of time for this segment, mm-hmm. and I want to jump to your insights about mm-hmm. the infrastructure impact and what we can do in the future. Can we Can we talk? Have you talk a little bit about about mm-hmm.
1: that? Yeah. So as I said, we have to consider in the future to build resilient buildings mm-hmm. and uh, this means resilient components because a building is made from components right a, g- a general resilient building and after that we have to look also how the community will be resilient mm. so we will have at the end of the day network of uh, buildings Infrastructure. um, So, all this network of the components creates the community, and this community we want to be resilient. So, as civil engineers in the future, we want to have resilient, as we say, based design provisions. What does it mean? These design provisions have to take care also of the climate change effects. So, we have to design looking also how this climate change effects uh, are around us and, and affect the built infrastructure.
0: Let's close out this segment by mm-hmm. having you clarify what you mean by community because I'm not sure I understood stood that part. When you talk about mm-hmm. co- community, are you talking about how the human beings who are using these buildings uh, are mm-hmm. are interfacing with that? Or are you talking about a community of objects uh, that are buildings and uh, electrical transmission towers and roadways or pipes
1: so yeah uh, both (laughs) so it's it's really complex the problem so resilience is a multidisciplinary uh, and needs the cooperation of different disciplines for successful outcomes so yeah we mean by community The residential houses, commercial buildings, uh, as you said, um, uh, electrical wires, uh, hospitals, uh, schools. So, and that was also my objective when I visited uh, Ottawa. So I went to see, for example, what type of damage we had in residential buildings, what happened with schools, what happened with hospitals. Because if we have a damage in the hospital, this creates also many other issues. So we have to design, design our community buildings and all this system of buildings in a way so, as when we have a hazard event to be able this community easily to recover.
0: Very good, very good. Uh, my guest in this episode of Blind It With Knowledge has been Dr. Katerina uh, Jenet-Komshu, Assistant Professor in the Department of Civil Engineering. Thank you very much for tuning in.